You're listening to The Whatcom Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce program in partnership with KGMI. Good morning and welcome to The Whatcom Report here on KGMI News Talk 790. Today, the topic will be all about rental housing in Bellingham. In the past month, there have been a couple of good articles in the Northwest Citizen, and just recently, the City of Bellingham voters approved a rent control initiative. So what are the issues that affect rental housing and pricing? What are the drivers of increased rent in the last few years? And how will the newly approved rent control ballot measure affect both tenants and landlords? The population of Bellingham is 54% renters and 46% owner-occupied homes. How does that ratio affect the overall housing market? There are so many factors in play when we talk about housing, and we'll be taking, talking with a local housing and policy expert to break it all down for us. Stay with us, and we'll learn all about it. Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO at Barron Heating, AC Electrical, and Plumbing. We are grateful to have served you for over 50 years. As a thank you for choosing Barron, we're giving back through our Barron Furnace Fund this holiday season. Thanks to you, our team is thrilled to be able to give a furnace to three families in need of heat this winter. Here at Barron, we know the importance of keeping your home safe, warm, and comfortable. The Furnace Fund will provide proper heat for a family that would otherwise go without. So as the weather gets cold, help us eliminate one more worry for those in need by giving the warmth of a furnace. If you know a family that can benefit from this gift, we want to hear about it. Visit barronheating.com for details and to recommend a deserving family now through November 30th. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. Ready to upgrade your comfort system? For a limited time, Barron is offering a free water heater with the purchase of a new heating and cooling system. Don't wait. Call Barron for details today. Honey, look what I brought home. Not a cat. You know I'm allergic. Well, you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mice will play. (laughs) Why didn't you just call Biobug? Have you had enough of playing cat and mouse? Biobug Pest Management is here to help. Whether you have rats or mice in your business, residence, or commercial building, Biobug is committed to providing a solution that's right for you. To learn more and get your free quote, visit Biobug.com. Biobug Pest Management. Service you trust, experience you expect. Now hiring service text get informed and inspired with saturday morning live on kgmi join a group of knowledgeable hosts as they present a variety of guests and viewpoints on issues important to our area and to you and your family sponsored by asset advisors llc at linden sheet metal each saturday from 8 to 9 a.m on kgmi news talk 790 96.5 fm in bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to the Whatcom Report. My name is Mary Kay Robinson, and I'm a realtor with Windermere Real Estate here in Whatcom County and one of the hosts of the Whatcom Report. The purpose of the Whatcom Report is to connect our community to the issues that affect Whatcom County. To this end, the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce presents this program on a weekly basis to talk about the subjects that affect business in our area. Your Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce is committed to creating a strong local economy, promoting the community, providing networking opportunities, representing the interests of business with government, and facilitating factually grounded dialogue with business. For more information about the Chamber, go to Bellingham.com or call 360-734-1330. My guest this morning is Perry Eskridge, Government Affairs Director for both the Whatcom County Association of Realtors and the Building and Industry Association. 
He advises both housing groups on matters relating to the real estate industry, including city, county, and state regulation, and is in regular communication with local elected officials on housing issues. Perry is an alumnus of the University of Montana with both his bachelor and J.D. Uh, degree and was special assistant uh, for the attorney general for the state of Montana and general counsel for the Transport Airplane Directorate, FAA, prior to joining WCAR. Perry, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. Happy to be here. Lots going on in the housing market here in Bellingham. There have been a couple of interesting articles uh, in the Northwest Citizen that discuss the lack of housing and its causes and the specific challenges of renters in the city of Bellingham. Just a couple of weeks ago, of course, the city voters approved a rental control ballot initiative. Let's unpack those issues and start with the overall housing market, uh, the lack of housing, and the author of the one of the articles, Housing Problems and Solutions article, stated that we need to at least double the housing construction rate for years, which means thousands of units over the next few years. So why are we so behind in building the number of homes needed, both rental and owner-occupied homes? Well, I think this is a huge question, <laughs> and it goes back almost 20 years to get to the root cause, um, to use a phrase that we used in the FAA, of why we have the housing crisis that we do now. And I, and I like to point out that we started with a housing emergency in 2012 in the city of Bellingham, formally declared. And just earlier this year, both the city of Bellingham and Whatcom County declared a, a housing crisis. They elevated it up. So I'll, I'll sort of factor that, what I think that elevation should mean in terms of policy and where that should be going. We know from estimates that Whatcom County is going to need about 34,000 more housing units, just to keep up with the population increase that's projected to occur over the next 20 years. And that brings us to our first you know, issue for the last 20 years, where we're headed for the next 20 years. Where are we going to put those homes? <laughs> so the first question is buildable lands. What land is available in the county to be built out? I was just talking to a gentleman earlier today where we were going city by city by city and looking at the county and thinking about where are those large tracts of land where housing could actually be built. In Bellingham, Bellingham in the city limits, it's there's hardly anything left. All the easy stuff is taken. And so that's where we get into a bigger problem is anything that's left within the city limits has severe constraints like wetlands, critical areas, infrastructure issues, um, access issues, believe it or not, um, you know, topography. I mean, the, the, it just goes on and on and on. And the more you have to confront that, then you get into the other reason we don't have more housing is it gets really expensive. A lot of these structures have to be engineered to fit the topography, to, you know, meet the wetlands. And there's also been some really strong policy decisions that were taken by city councils in the past where, there was a, a you know, a, a, an entire frame of mind where we were not going to grow out. That was sprawl, and sprawl is bad, and we were going to grow up. But then we ran into even bigger constraints because then we ran into situations where people were upset that they might be losing their views with taller buildings. Um, 
What about the development regulations and the the actual structural issues? Um, you know, when you when you're building up, you can go about four stories with wood construction. Um, anything above four, we we know this from projects in Bellingham. There's a there's a very well known project in Bellingham that decided they were going to go five floors because it would give views of the bay, but they were already in wood construction. Adding that extra floor almost doubled the cost of the project because of engineering and structural considerations. So, I mean, it's a lot of factors that go into all of this that a lot of people don't understand. Um, Policymakers at the, at the city level don't understand them all. And it's, um, it's a, it's a matter of trying to get to the heart of all of these causes and figuring out how we can work together to get that all you know, put back into a cohesive hole where we end up with housing for everybody. Now, Bellingham, in the existing footprint, does not have the capacity to have more homes built. Does that mean that the rest of the county can take it, fill it in? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, You know, I I remember one of our um, consultants a while back said, we could fit the entire population in the city of Bellingham right now if we wanted to. We could take the entire population growth. The problem is then Bellingham looks like downtown Vancouver. It's very high-rise buildings. Everybody's in a condo. And it, you know, it fundamentally changes the, the nature and the aesthetic of the city that we all have. And that, that's one of those driving forces is that, you know, when we're making decisions about what the housing is going to look like, then we have to be asking ourselves very, you know, very seriously, what are we willing to put up with? You know, do people move to Bellingham so they can live 10 stories in the air and not have a yard and not have, you know, that sense of community where you go down the street and you meet at the local brewery or or all of this sort of stuff? No. So we have to ask ourselves, what what is it we're trying to accomplish, and what do we want it to look like, and then trying to make that fit with the other constraints that we have. The the addition of more land has to has to occur if we want people to have the, you know, traditional single family detached home, because. Um, you know, that's that's the reason why people come here. That's the aesthetic that people are looking for. You go out to Linden now and do you think about townhomes and apartments when you think about Linden? No, you think about that bucolic, you know, views that you have and mm-hmm. the and the farming community that gathers in that city. But if you've been to Linden recently, it's a lot of apartments, it's a lot of townhomes. And so those those considerations have to come to the forefront. And those high rises, like when you go to, you mentioned Vancouver, sure. um, yeah. BC, there the the costs per square foot. Don't those really high buildings, like you said before, not just five stories, but if we're going twenty yeah. stories, the the cost per square foot, not to mention the parking underground, right, really start to escalate, don't they? Yeah, it does. You, the minute you get into steel. You might as well go as high as you possibly can because that's where you're going to get the you know the reduction. It's the you know the economies of scale. Steel construction is very expensive, so the higher you go, the better your return is going to be, and that's the incentive. And that's why, you know, um, we we have to be 
looking seriously at how we're going to grow our city. Um, a, an instructor for the realtors recently had a slogan up there, and I, I think it's the best one, is that communities are built with housing, not with units. And if we're just going to focus on the fact that we have to warehouse people and that we can do that within the city limits of Bellingham, then we're going to get an entirely different city than the one that I think we've all come to know and love. That's true. There's, um, I mean, what's the sentiment if you're just passing by in the elevator, you know, to there's 400 people in this building or whatever. Right. It's harder to develop those connections and community versus strolling down the street and, you know, bumping in and say, oh, you've got a, you've got a great dog. Oh, look at that cute corgi. You know, right. And, yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> Not to make it too personal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then the other issue that comes up, and this has always been the bugaboo as far as downtown Bellingham, is parking. Right. And parking is expensive. It's very expensive. And when you think about it, what are our transportation goals? Aren't we trying to encourage more people to use transit, you know, walk to, to places? And if we're still, if we have archaic regulations that still require us to be able to accommodate two cars per household, then, then what is it we're actually accommodating? Is it automobiles or people? Right. And, right. you know, we need to have a fundamental shift around that as well. And where are the services? Like right. if you're, if I, if I can walk to the grocery store, okay, I'll walk, yep. you know, but then, then I can only carry so much. Sure. I, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not going to take a Costco size boxes home with me. I'm going to have to. Which is another that. conversation. What what do, what do our grocery stores look like in the future? Yes. You know, yes. are they all going to be Fred Meyer and Hagen and Safeway? Or are we going to be talking about neighborhood markets where you stop every night on your way home? You know, living on the East Coast for a while, you know, I know people would come in, buy their groceries for that night on their way home, mm-hmm. you know. It, in, and the houses reflected that, smaller refrigerators, smaller cooktops, yep. not a lot of storage space because you bought your groceries on your way home from work for the dinner you were going to make that night. All right. So we're going to – we've uh, set the, the, the landscape as far as the issues, the overall uh, state of housing. We're going to go back um, in just a few minutes. We're going to come back and talk about um, some of the specifics after a short break. Psst. Psst. Hey, you. No, no, it's not your phone. It's me, the radio. Turn me up. You need to hear this. Looking for new furniture or a new mattress? Box Drop is the spot. Box Drop always offers 30 to 80% off retail prices on brand new furniture and mattresses with easy financing available. Stop by in Sequoia Drive off Cordata Parkway or find Box Drop Bellingham on social media. Comfort and style await at Box Drop Bellingham. Delivery available. Giddy up, because this week's PNW perk is extra special. This Wednesday at 8 a.m., you can get $50 to spend at Giddy Up Espresso for just $25. Too much time in the saddle, on the job site, or at your desk getting you down? When you need a little pep in your step, it's time to giddy up and grab Bellingham's newest, hottest cup of coffee. Giddy Up Espresso celebrates the rich tapestry of Northwest coffee culture, with each cup encapsulating the spirit and beauty of the Pacific Northwest. Brewed to perfection using Delano's coffee beans and their unique methods. Bridal your day. 
day with Giddy Up Espresso. Each coffee, energy drink, and quick bite tells a story and will take you on a journey of taste and craftsmanship. Created with passion, served with pride. Take a ride to Giddy Up Espresso next to the Bakerview Fred Meyer gas station in Bellingham. This week only, get to pnwperks.com on Wednesday at 8 a.m. and you can get two $25 Giddy Up gift certificates for the price of one. It's the perfect gift for family, friends, and of course, yourself. Tuning into the high school football game. Monitoring the incoming storm. They say what I think, but smarter. Catching your favorite talk show. These are just few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. And AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you and your family safe in dangerous times. Visit wearebroadcasters.com to learn more and tell us how you depend on AM radio stations like KGMI. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back to The Walking Report. Mary Kay Robinson here is your host, and we're talking all things housing, specific focus on rental housing with local expert Perry Eskridge, who's the Government Affairs Director for the Whatcom County Association of Realtors and the Building and Industry Association as well. You gave a great overview, Perry, of the housing, the status of housing, housing here in uh, Bellingham, Whatcom County. Um, so you've outlined that. I, we've all seen these giant cranes and big buildings in Bellingham. Don't those big apartment projects help address that issue? Aren't we like good now for rentals and in Bellingham? One would hope. Um, and it has helped. It has helped. We... Um, are seeing a vacancy rate right now. I, I will caveat that right now at 3% or so. Um, in fact, I saw one big property management firm, their vacancy rate um, was approaching four, which is, that's, an that's really good news, you know, for, um, for the city um, because five is considered normal. And so five is a good mix of, of renters and, and available apartments and homes and that's what we're trying to get to. But the the one of the issues we've run into is those those big apartment buildings are solving a problem, but are they solving all of the problems? And I think the answer to that is no. Uh, when and and I just recently learned this, having taken over the the GA position for the builders, I asked you know specifically what what are those apartments consisting of? If you go in the apartment buildings and you look. What what is available in there? And predominantly, the vast majority of them are studios and one bedrooms, which immediately makes me begin to wonder, Okay, where are multi-person households living? If you need more than one bedroom, two, three, maybe four, where is your housing solution? And the answer is it's it's probably not in those bigger buildings. You have to go out towards the developments, out towards like Costco, the the RJ Group's big development out there, or someplace like that. the The reason for that is is it goes back to our development regulations. Everybody thought it was a great idea to have this thing called floor area ratio, where you take the amount of land and there's a multiplier, and that's how many square feet of total building space you're allowed to have. But then when I was talking to the developers of apartment buildings, what I didn't realize is that the way to maximize your units and get that return on that investment 
is to load those with studios and one bedrooms because that's where you get your most units. If you put in more bedrooms, you're getting fewer units, which means you have to rent for a higher price and in order to obtain your whatever that rate of return is that you're looking for on that investment. And so, yes, it's solving a problem. It's not the solution to all All of the problems. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I want to pivot now a little bit and talk about the rental registration and inspection program for the city of Bellingham that 15, 16, I I don't remember the year. Um, That was in effect. Is that helping the, the, the status and the quality of the, of the rental market for renters in our city? Well, I think the jury's still out on that one. And this is one of those where, you know, you know, sometimes it's fun to say we told you so to the city council. But in this instance, when we say this, it's because we've all lost. And so. we, well, we, we pointed out the pitfalls of such a registration program before. The, the big one, of course, registration wasn't a big deal because they, they have ways of finding out which you know, areas are, are, are being rented or what, what, what units are being rented, homes. And you know, the other side of that is the vast majority of landlords try to comply. And so as soon as everybody found out that, hey, you have to register your rental, registration went, I think, I would, I would you know, invite the city to weigh in on this a little bit, but I think it went very smoothly. You know, even I, I have a condo for my mother-in-law. Even I was contacted and asked to register that condo unless really? I met some exceptions. Yeah, oh, because perfect. my address is in a different town okay. than Bellingham. So <laughs> that's how they look yeah. for me. Right. The inspection part, though, we warned the city council, it's, it's too little and it's not doing what you think it's going to be doing. If, um, if you'll remember, you and I were, were part of these discussions and we warned the city they were they were proposing two inspectors to go out there and inspect, and all of the rentals were supposed to be inspected on a three year cycle. Right. We told them, you know, consider this: if you're inspecting a home, I mean, really doing an inspection to try and find health safety issues, you're going to have to spend some time in that home. But right. you've also got time where you have to contact the owner, you have to arrange access with the tenant, you have to do write your reports, you have to do all of this stuff. And even with two, I think our calculations were the two inspectors to do all of the rentals on a three-year rotating basis would have a maximum of 15 minutes per unit to do all of the work <laughs> necessary to get in there. Oh, my heavens. Well, you can't do it. It's, it's physically impossible. And we still know that. We know that's true because now the city has been doing this for you know, going on 10 years, I would say, I think it's somewhere between seven and 10. I can't remember the exact year. And they still haven't inspected all of the units. Oh, they haven't? No. Oh, I didn't and, know that. And that's even with private inspectors being available to the, to the landlords. And now there's a lot of questions about, well, private inspectors fail units at a much lower rate than the city inspectors do. So is there some sort of um, disconnect between what city inspectors are looking for and private inspectors are looking for. And wasn't the city supposed to ensure that private and city were working sort of in tandem, looking to the same objective standards when they're evaluating this? I mean, there's a lot of issues that have come to the forefront. And 
and really the the result is it's um it's a program now that we have if we're going to make it work they just doubled the um the registration costs and inspection costs i think it's one of those that um in order to make it work it's going to be much more expensive and we told them that you know right. but by making it more expensive, we know exactly where those expenses are going to go. It's going to go right, right back, back into the rent. The rent, yeah. Yep. That's going to just exacerbate yeah. the, the affordability issue. Yeah. This is not hard economics. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to um, talk more with Perry about some of the specifics with the registration um, rental uh, inspection program, um, rent increases, because there's been a lot of rent increases lately that people have been you know, wrestling with. And we're going to talk more with him after a break. Now you can mow, dig, grade, haul, and more with the perfect solution for your property, a Branson tractor. Save your back and your wallet with one of our compact but powerful tractors here at Farmers Equipment Company. Stop by and choose from our full line of Bransons to take on your toughest tasks. With tractors from 19 to 55 horsepower, we have a Branson compact or utility tractor that is perfect for you. Want to use a rotary cutter to tame that tall brush on your property? You can do that. What about snagging a scoop from that pile of gravel to maintain your driveway potholes? You can do that too. Branson's six-year warranty along with our factory trained technicians will make sure your new tractor is always running great. Get the tractor you want and the peace of mind you need at Farmers Equipment Company. To learn more, visit us online at FarmersEquip.com or stop by our locations in Linden or Burlington today. Farmers Equipment Company, serving the Pacific Northwest for over 86 years. Hi, I'm Tom Borthwick, the Diamond King, inviting you to our biggest store-wide sale all year long. Yes, Thanksgiving week, Monday through Saturday, get 40% off anything in stock. Please shop at Borthwick Jewelry all Thanksgiving week, 40% off anything in stock. Your loved one will be jumping for joy on Christmas morning when she sees the Borthwick Jewelry box. And you will be happy because of all the money you saved. So don't miss the biggest store-wide sale of the year at Borthwick Jewelry. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city. But sometimes, things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The scariest, the obscure, the strange. In some cases, it is the animal reactions that led to the sighting. Coast to coast. In France, Marius DeWild said that his barking dog caused him to go outside to see what had startled it. He saw something on the nearby railroad tracks and then two small creatures. A beam of light shot out from that object momentarily paralyzing him. Every night at 10 p.m. and beyond on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
Hey, you, in the yard, is shoveling your sidewalks and driveway your idea of a fun winter activity? It sounds frosty and not in a jolly kind of way. Maybe it's time to put down the shovel and call Vista Materials. With ice melt available in 50-pound bags, by the pallet, or truckload, your winter just got warmer. Vista Materials even delivers so you can be mere minutes away from a shovel-free winter. Visit Vista Materials in Ferndale or vistamaterialsinc.com to order yours today. Order some fire would too while you're at it i'll go make you some cocoa the latest local news and important topics of the day from the west mechanical studio tired of inefficient heating poor indoor air quality and rising energy bills contact west mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from mitsubishi electric heating and air conditioning find them at westmechanical.net get the latest news and information 24 7 with kgmi news talk 790 96.5 fm in bellingham and kgmi.com Welcome back to the Walk and Report. Mary Kay Robinson here is your host, and we're talking about rental housing this segment, and specifically the increase in rents and the recent ballot initiative, et cetera. But I want to first start with, um, just kind of wrap up our conversation from the last segment, with the city's registration inspection program. Ideally, that was supposed to improve the conditions for um, renters. Yet there was an article this month in Northwest Citizen that gave an example of a rental house with numerous failed inspections and compliance issues. And in theory, the ordinance was supposed to eliminate those problems. And I think you did a great job of describing why it's a tall order, how that's been set up. It's a tall order for them to be successful. And you mentioned you touched on the fee increases. So what and you said it was supposed to uh, double them down inspectors. Is there anything else? From one to two. (laughs) Oh, that's it. That's it. (laughs) Okay, I mean that, that is technically doubling. <laughs> okay, uh, they'll double that. And is there any other? Is and the fee is going up for the registration, correct? Right, and that's to pay for because the the city council wanted the registration and um, inspection program to pay for itself. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and that that's where they're headed. If they need another inspector, they have to cover all of those costs. And um, I think it's also going to hire some more administrative people to help keep track of all that's, of the, of the registrations, too. So so all of those costs had to be wrapped up into the fee. And that's why they, they you know, city planning, you know, I have no reason to doubt their math um, for hiring all of these individuals. City employees are expensive. Um, it, it adds up to, you know, pretty much increasing fees by yeah. the amount they did. So. Yep. All right, now I want to go the to... The question is, will it be enough? Will it be enough? Well, yeah. that's uh, yeah. that remains to be seen. Yeah. Now, with the rent increases that a lot of our renters um, have experienced this past year or two, I've seen you see it on Facebook all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah. my rent's gone yeah. up. Um, and I think in reaction to that was a lot of the impetus for the rent control initiative, which sure. was uh, approved. Um, so let's go into the initiative and then we'll backtrack into the under the underlying issues there. When is the rent control um, going to be effective? And what are the specifics for landlords and tenants? And then we'll go into the underlying issues there. Sure. So the election gets certified on November 28th. That's when the results will be official. And the initiative will go into effect then 60 days after that date. I haven't calculated exactly what the date is, but mid-January, let's say. Um, or end of January, somewhere in there. The, the landlord's responsibilities are um, 
I, I called it a rental cap when we were discussing this before the election and because the way it's set up is landlords, they're still free to raise rents, but there's an economic disincentive to go above 8%, or I should say to go at 8% or higher. Um, you have to be below 8% to, to actually not run into the economic disincentive. The, the initiative states that if a landlord in a rolling 12-month period, so you know January to January and then February to February, and during any 12-month period, you, are, you can raise your rents, but if you go 8% or higher, then you must pay to the renter, without getting into all the details, three times the monthly rent, you know, calculated however, um, for economic assistance. And the renter has to um, request it from the landlord, and then the landlord has to pay it to the renter. The renter then has five months to take that money and go find another house to live in or another unit to live in. Um, If the renter doesn't use that money, they have to pay it back to the landlord. So that's, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. What's, yeah. Okay. And then, which is the whole, which like, is how do another you track whole, that? How do you track that? What <laughs> exactly. do you do if they, if it doesn't get paid they back? Don't. Right. Now you've got a lawsuit is, you know, oh, geez. Yeah. Well, well, let's go back to the underlying problem with the rent increases. So the, the, the impetus for this was the pain that a lot of renters are feeling because of the rent increases. I think it's I think it's important to look at why what are the economics driving that that resulted in the in this ballot initiative and it being passed. Sure. A lot of people were experiencing significant rent increases. I mean, I heard some of them were as high as 50%. I think one person said their rent went up 100%. And I think what a lot of people do forget is that there's there was some significant events starting in 2020. Yes. <laughs> that had significant impacts on landlords. Um, You know, when COVID hit and the emergency was declared, you know, you were not allowed to raise your rents at all, but there was no corresponding limitation on your expenses increasing. And so we'll touch on that. You weren't allowed to raise your rents. There was an eviction moratorium. You couldn't take people out of their apartments unless they posed a direct threat to you or others. I mean, there was a, there were some exceptions, but the basic thing was you couldn't evict people. And then, you know, also getting access to do maintenance, people didn't want people in their homes. You know, they, they're concerned that, you, you know, how is that person, is that person vaccinated? Are they ill? You know, and ju- right. I just don't want them in my house. And so all of those three things combined into the the biggest result that I think impacted most landlords was a significant number of tenants saw the fact that you couldn't be evicted as carte blanche to not pay rent. And I know a lot of landlords that went two, almost three years without getting any rent from I tenants. I have a client that happened to. They just yeah, and rent. what ends up happening is you know, the mortgage payments weren't forgiven for that period of time for the landlords. You know, you still have to pay the bank. And so a lot of landlords were digging into their own savings or whatever they possibly could to try and make those payments. Unless you were an essential employee for a while, you weren't working either. So where was your income? 
you know, I mean, and, and a lot of people I don't think figured out that the, you know, even though it sounded good to have these restrictions, the economic ripples that went out from that impacted so many people on so many levels that it really created a, a significant problem. When it came time then to make up for all of that and, you know, try and recoup all of those costs, you know, that's when the rents had to had to reflect the three years of, of foregone increases. You know, and and when a lot of that stuff happened and landlords were able to get back into units on the regular and see what had happened, you know, I know a lot of landlords got in there to find disasters and they had to you know, essentially rehab houses, rehab homes. Now they're paying more money for contractors. The supply chain issues were all messed up. They couldn't get materials. And all of these costs added up. You know, you, you don't get into a landlord situation as a charity for the most part, right? You, you're there to make some sort of money, maintain your investment, and the way you do that is by charging rents. And right. Right, and not yeah. to mention what's happened in the last few years as far as utilities and taxes. Oh, yeah. You know, garbage has gone up, what, I think it's tripled yeah, in it's the last few years. It's gone up a lot. Um, water rates in the city of Bellingham, you know. I see a lot of people complaining about water rates. Um, electrical rates are going up. And, and at the same time we're trying to remove people from natural gas, electricity is going crazy. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of considerations out there. Property taxes Tenants don't see the property tax bill that comes in. In the last, um, I want to say, two years, the valuation of my property has gone up 50%. 50%, which has an impact then on what I'm paying for property taxes. And so um, part, of this, part of this initiative requires landlords to justify that. I think a lot of landlords are going to start sending letters about, yeah. hey, here's why your rent's going up. You know, this levy passed, that levy passed, my, the, you know, the city took the 1% property tax increase, and here it is, your new rental bill. <laughs> yeah, it's got, it has gotten expensive. I mean, people are, the conversation all over town is, have you seen your assessment? Right. Have you yeah. seen your tax assessment? So, well, we're going to be back with Perry and talk more about the rental market, housing, you know, what's going on, and how that affects um, our community after a short break. What the... The hardwood, the carpeting, everything's soaked. The pipes must have burst. We better call Swans. If you have water damage, call Swans Clean Care and Restoration first. They work with all major insurance companies, and their new infrared thermal imaging technology enables them to detect hidden problems before they cause more damage. Swans is the water damage experts. They even offer ceiling drying for roof leaks. So call Swans today or visit them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com. Wilson's Furniture's Black Friday sale is on. Your chance to save on furniture for every room in the home before those holidays with special savings on mattresses to help everyone get a great night's sleep. Wilson's, open seven days a week on Pacific Highway. My hospital stay would have cost $25,000, but with VA healthcare, it's free. My education would have cost $42,000, but with VA benefits, my books, tuition, and housing are all covered. The down payment for my home would have been $74,000, but with my VA home loan, my down payment was zero. My service was then. My benefits are now. Get what you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Not all veterans are eligible for the type or amount of benefits mentioned here. 
Sign up for the CHS Northwest Propane Autofill Program and receive a cellular tank monitor with no monitoring fees. Plus, you'll be able to review your daily tank level readings from your smartphone or tablet. CHS Northwest, everything you need for home and farm. Online at chsnw.com. In the shop. It makes me sad. It makes me uncomfortable to have to say, yeah, well, it is a nice car. Love the color of the paint. You know, the seats feel great. (laughs) Kurt from Angler, Brian from Dr. John's, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. You need 10,000 bucks worth of repairs. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to The Walking Report. Mary Kay Robinson here is your host, and we're talking all things housing, specifically the rental market, with local expert Perry Eskridge with the Walking County Association of Realtors and the Building and Industry Association. Now, we've been talking a lot about the, the recent initiative that was passed, et cetera. From a renter's perspective, I can see, I can totally see why... The, the having rent control would be an attractive solution mm-hmm. um, to rising rents. And I'm sure we're not the first. I would love mortgage control. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I'm sure that, you know, we're not the only municipality that has done this. I'm no. sure this has happened no. elsewhere in the country. Yeah. Can you give me some examples where other cities have implemented rent control and how does it have the desired effect? Does it work? Well, it does in the short run. Um, okay. You know, for the for the short term, that those those renters that have leases that are for a year period, um, they they will they will enjoy the benefits of some control. The I think the biggest thing to think about though is this: the Bellingham ordinance was lifted nearly verbatim from Portland, Oregon, which you know that that's the way we usually write ordinances, right? You look at other cities that do this, but. Unfortunately, there was not a lot of discussion when they lifted that ordinance is what happened in Oregon, what happened in Portland after this ordinance went into effect. We now know the Oregonian has reported on this. um, And in fact, it's it's actually kind of shocking. The rental housing in Portland decreased. Decreased. Decreased by 14%. And you and I know this, right? We know realtors that... The more regulations that have gotten put into place, we know realtors that have sold their rental income properties, their 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 yes. inventory. Not that it's huge. I mean, I'm talking about inventory, and you think you know hundreds of of homes. No, it's it's two or three. But we know that because they want to manage their own investments on their own and not go to a property manager or or something like that, they have sold their rental properties. But where did they go? They they didn't get entirely out of the rental market. They just moved that investment to someplace else that didn't have these these burdensome regulations. And so we know this is true because we've seen it happen in our own area. Um, I myself have a good friend who, when you know the the rental inspection program came into place, he sold all of his rentals in Bellingham and bought rentals in Ferndale. <laughs> Oh my! Just moved it, you know, hmm. ten miles north. Still gets the benefit of the investment, but he can still do it on his own. And and we've seen that 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 the other unintended consequence here is that mom and pop landlords are no longer able to manage their own investments. They're they're almost 
required to go to a property manager to help them navigate this increased regulation that we're putting on it. The other thing that is concerning is that as mom and pop landlords get out of it, corporate landlords move in. And well, they have the economies of scale. They do to afford yeah. the property management. Yeah, and they don't just have inventories here in, in Bellingham. They've got them in you know Seattle and Spokane and the Tri Cities, and they're everywhere. And unfortunately for for tenants, um, you know, if you if you call your you know my my mother in law called me the other day. Hey, my sink's not working. Okay, I'll swing by on the way home from work. We'll take a look at it. See if it's a simple fix. If you have to go to a property manager or some sort of corporate group, you're going to take a number, you're going to get in line, unless it's a, you know, a life safety issue, and then you're going to wait. And that's not really a good housing experience either. And so I, I think while it is a, you know, it does keep your costs down in the short term, as you start to go out there and renegotiate your leases, as you do move into a new property, you're going to find that those rents are going to adjust just the same. And even though they're capped at a certain amount or, you know, the landlord gets the, the economic disincentive, every time you, you know, renegotiate a lease or you, you know, your landlord says, hey, I'm going to sell the property, you know, whatever the, the triggering mechanism is, you're going to have to go find a new place and you're going to have to pay the market rate for that, that rental at that point in time because it's a brand new lease. Well, and I would think there, in some respects, um, as a, and I talked to other agents in my office, that they've kept the, they've had a good long-term tenant and yes. they just keep the rent the same. And the, I just had this conversation yesterday with someone. They're like, well, I'm going to have to, just in case, because I, in case the things go up, I, I can't be caught flat-footed with the costs if I'm if I'm going to make this you know pay for itself. Otherwise, I'll right. have to sell. So it'll be like a guaranteed five percent. Well, appliances, like that. you know, you know, your stove's going to go out, and yep. that's going to be a thousand-dollar bill. The water heater's going to go out. There's a, you know going to be that bill. I mean, you know, costs that are going to come along the way. You know, carpeting's going to have to be replaced. Yep. You know, all this sort of stuff. If you're only allowed to increase your rent a certain amount per year. You're going to maximize that because you're going to save money in the good years, and then you're going to spend that money in the lean years. So, right, right, right about that ten-year mark when all the appliances start to go <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly, yeah, I've I had that, that happen mark. at my house. I know that mark. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, that's the situation. But we have about um, three minutes left in this segment. What what can we do? I mean, these are the things. These are the issues and some of the challenges that we have. But what what is possible? In, in the realm of providing housing for everyone, both renters and homeowners? Well, I think we need to take a serious look at our regulations. Um, I think we need to look at permitting costs. You know, um, we, I was just talking to the city of Bellingham, and, you know, the, the vast majority of the units that they're going to be looking at building in the next 20 years to meet our economic goals, meeting those, those economic goals for the population that are moving here what will be affordable for the vast majority of those people? It's a $300,000 home. Well, you and I know a $300,000 home doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's a no. vacant lot right uh, now. Yes, yeah. yes. That's, that's all you're getting that's for 300000 get. But, you know, 300000 then you go out and you get your permits and your, your impact fees. You know, that's 40000 more. Yes. And then there's the the time period waiting for those permits. You're paying interest on that lot. Right, the opportunity costs. You know, costs. the opportunity costs for all of that. And, and before long, 
you are there. I think we need to look at our impact fees. We need to look at the regulations. Um, we're very excited about Kim Lund becoming the mayor because she knows processes, and she has talked about looking at the permitting process to streamline it as much as possible so that those wait times get marked down or, you know, right. reduced. Time is money. Time is money. And, it, and you don't learn that lesson any better than in the real estate development market. Well, so. and, and looking at, it, is, it, is it time to review the boundaries for the city? Mm-hmm. As far as well, and housing. I, you know, I would also issue the the call that if this is a crisis, what did we do in the last crisis? COVID, right? We suspended regulations. We, you know, we did everything we possibly could, and that was one of our bigger criticisms. Because now, as we're talking about a housing crisis occurring in Whatcom County, and in and councils recognizing that. We're not seeing that that look at being critical with the regulations we're putting in. And, in fact, this next week, the Urban Forestry Management Plan is up before the city council that's going to say there's a certain amount of tree canopy that must be maintained and certain trees that have to be preserved. That adds costs. And, and let me tell you, when you're talking about trees, you're also talking about chewing up a lot of land because we're not just talking about the trunks. We're talking about the canopy being preserved. And it, it just goes to, you know, if, if we are serious about housing, then we have to get serious about the regulations that we're, we're going to take a good hard look at and make sure that those two goals match. Right. And, ha- and marrying those. And, and, that's, marrying up, and yeah. that's up to our elected officials. To that's really entirely up to the elected officials. To make that, make that distinction and, and make those wise policy choices. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap up our conversation with Perry and the rental market after a short break. You've earned your retirement and you're ready to fully embrace it. So why not do it with style at Meadow Greens Retirement? You'll enjoy active, independent living with amenities like the library lounge, wellness program, and expansive social calendar. Indulge in three daily meals made from scratch, get pampered at the on-site salon, and join in for Friday night socials. Meadow Greens is active retirement, the only locally owned retirement facility in the county with one and two bedroom apartments with full kitchens available offering the freedom of eating in or enjoying a meal at the Outward Nine or the Duck Hook Bistro. Meadow Greens can also be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. Hi, I'm Josh Howe, director here at Meadow Greens. I'd like to personally invite you to come to our community. I look forward to showing you all that we have to offer. Call Meadow Greens today to arrange a private tour at 354-8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener at Meadow Greens. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. Did you know that 32,000 households in Whatcom County live below the poverty line? 70% of those low-income families face at least one civil legal problem each year. Law Advocates of Whatcom County steps in and helps families in crisis preserve their homes, shield themselves from domestic violence, tort fraudulent or predatory practices, and maintain employment, health care, and livelihood. Their services are essential for the most vulnerable community members. And you can help. Please help support Law Advocates of Whatcom County by going to lawadvocates.org. Donate. The Upside is brought to you by R.B. Wick and Bellingham Coin Shop. Stop by today for a free coin or antique evaluation. 1806 Cornwall, one block south of Bellingham High School or at bellinghamcoin.com. If you have good news to report, email it to us at theupside at cascaderadiogroup.com. 
Welcome back to the Wacom Report. We are finishing up our conversation with Perry Eskridge about the rental market and housing and housing policies, et cetera. And, and truly, Perry, housing is a complicated and multifaceted issue, which you have illustrated. And, you know, it's just, it's overwhelming. So I know that people might, will be intrigued by this. They may want to attend council meetings, et cetera. They want to be more educated so they can, um, you know, maybe share those thoughts with their elected officials. Where can people go for more information so they feel like they're, they're educated and can speak knowledgeably and encourage our elected officials to act wisely and responsibly? Well, I think the best place to go is the Engage Bellingham website. Um, that's where I go. <laughs> and it's, it's very easy. You can sign up for alerts on the projects you're interested in. They, they list them all there, and the comprehensive plan is one of them. And you can sign up for alerts, and the staff will send you alerts when there's hearings coming up, when there's new information out. Um, they, they try to make it very easy for you. But the, but the bigger thing is get engaged. If you belong to a rotary, if you belong to your neighborhood group, if you belong to an association, um, talk to your associations, your neighborhood groups, you know, your rotary clubs, and, and ask them, hey, can we get more information on this stuff? I'm available to anybody who wants to have me come in and speak. Um, I speak to groups all the time, and I'm, I'm happy to do that. I also tell people, give me a call. I love to talk about this stuff. If you're just sitting at home one day and you're like, hey, I've got a question about the comp plan, call me at the realtor's office. Call me at the BIA office. We can chat. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank That's you. Great. It's great yep. information. And, of course, thank you, listeners, for tuning in this morning. As much as we'd like there to be a silver bullet to solve all of the housing issues, the reality is that there are multiple factors that play into the current state of our housing market. And understanding those variables will be key for our elected leaders to draft and implement policies that improve the quality and the quantity of housing units. The more we talk about the problem, research, and understand the solutions, the better decisions we'll make as a community going forward. And remember, listeners, if you want to listen to this again, this broadcast will be available as a podcast by going to the KGMI website, The Walk and Report, and click on the podcast link. Have a fantastic Sunday, everyone.